Welcome to Thinking Bros. I'm Chris. And I'm Alex. We're your favorite corner store philosophers trying to figure out life one conundrum at a time. And today we're going to be talking about intentionality. Uh, as a philosophical concept, it's definitely interesting. And I've always had the, the, the burning question that I couldn't settle because I have an intuition that intention in art doesn't matter to a certain extent. Of course, we're going to be trying to define what not mattering means. I believe that the popular perspective on this is that it does matter. So could you say a few words about that? I think I'm going to wait for the definition of the concept before weighing in. I guess I want to define the topic more clearly before saying anything. Well, okay. The diff dictionary definition of intentionality is just the fact of being deliberate or purposive. But in philosophy, it's the quality of mental states that consists in their being directed towards some object or state of affairs so it's essentially exactly what you think it is it's simply what was the intention behind a certain action and well that, that's that's it yeah but what you're saying is that it doesn't matter in art and i don't know that, that seems like a general statement and i want to hear like an example of what you mean to to know what you mean certainly so in my research i found a pretty cool example Essentially, you're with your friend at a, an art gallery, as you know, two young young men do, right? As, as we do, yeah, as we Almost often do. Weekly. Yeah, and you see a painting. It has a red skyline. There are you know distant stars, and someone seems to be, you know, turn around and in despair. You see it as the aftermath of a war, and that's what it means to you. And, you know, it's a beautiful depiction of that. Someone else sees it as, you know, nighttime reflection, someone facing their fears uh, in the night. And then you come up and you read the little inscription. And it, and it says that the author simply enhanced the painting of their four-year-old child and the skyline was red because that was the child's favorite color and the the stars are, were fairies and the person just you know was sad because they didn't get an ice cream in in the um, in the picture in the original painting and that's the intention and my strong intuition is that no i mean that shouldn't affect at all your view of the painting and you know in comparing your views with your friend it seems as though the value that your friend provided it seems equal to the value of the intention of the initial art piece so it seems to me as though getting the opinion of the artist on why the painting was made is no more than another opinion among many i think that in some cases that that's true. And I think artists embrace that, right? I think many artists don't reveal their intention, right? They just do the art piece because it comes from a deep place somewhere and they did it. And then <clears throat> some of them don't reveal why it was done for a song. Let's say maybe some lyrics are mysterious or in a painting, something very abstract isn't explained. And then that's part of the beauty of the art is that many interpretations are possible and many interpretations are right. I think that's the most quoted art teacher from high school quote is that every interpretation is right. Just 
and and you know in in English class too, every interpretation is right. Just go ahead and explain it well, and then you'll get a good grade. And I think that that's right, you know. But I think that sometimes, you know, if if what the artist was going for is exactly the opposite, I don't know. I don't have any concrete examples, but if he was going for someone or she was going for something opposite of what you interpreted as, I feel like well, it's not going to change your opinion, but it, it's still something that the artist didn't mean to to vehiculate to you with his art certainly and this is one of the quotes we use very often on at the podcast there are no sometimes in philosophy so what i'm trying to establish here yeah that's what chris says yeah no but that's that's exactly what we're after right we're after the truth and there's one truth so what i'm interested in you're saying that sometimes this sometimes that no 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 there's no sometimes if the artist i disagree but yeah puts well yeah well that's what we're arguing about if the artist put out a certain art piece with a certain intention and let's say i what i'm arguing for is that the opinion of what the art piece must do from the artist is worth the exact same thing as the opinion of someone who is enjoying the art so in reading that little inscription all you should realize is that this is one of the ways it could be interpreted right and it adds no supplementary value except for exactly that right i think it does add supplementary value i think every interpretation which is valid and supported by you know parts of the art adds the value i think the total value of the art piece is the sum of the interpretations that are possible and a good art piece may be interpreted differently by many different people because i guess the, the word like generally a good piece of art is the representation of either through words or through pictures of something that can't be put into words that easily right and you try to put meaning into the artwork and then it's just the sum of the interpretations that are that work and that are meaningful that represent the value of the painting it's not just one and then another one doesn't add anything right but you're not you're not arguing it against my point. That's exactly what I said. I said that it doesn't add anything supplementary, except that it is one of the possible interpretations. That's literally what you spend the last 45 seconds saying. And if you were to take an art piece with all the possible interpretations that it has, right? Let's say it has infinity, just because I was going to say 10, but I, I know you're going to argue against that. So let's say it's an infinity, and then an infinity of people come up to the painting and give their opinion on the painting. Well, then, well, except, let's say in that infinity, the only person who isn't included is the artist himself. And so then, after all the interpretations that have been given are done, the artist comes up and says one of the interpretations in the value set. Does that add anything supplementary if it's already been done? I mean, I don't feel like that's a question. If all the infinity of the options have been named, then it's within the set. All right, but that's a little bit what it is, right? I mean, there aren't really an infinite... Well, yeah, one could argue that there are infinity of ways if you really scratch your brain, but let's say there are 10 ways to interpret an art piece uh, and 10, 10 major ways with some exceptions. And... Supposedly, if the artist is good enough at conveying what they're trying to convey in those common interpretations, their interpretation is going to be included. So I don't think it's that far 
it's that far of a stretch to use that thought experiment and saying, well, does it matter if the quote-unquote original interpretation is given, if it's already been out there? Because in most cases, the approximate intention is perceived by some people, but sometimes it's the opposite that is perceived. I mean, I, I guess you could say that if the original interpretation isn't given out, it doesn't matter, but that doesn't mean intentionality in art doesn't matter. The intentionality of the artist in making the art is what allowed them to make the art in the first place. And it's, if it's to be enjoyed by many people, it has to be made in the first place. And the way it's made is by the artist doing something that they mean to do by making the art. That's fine. But usually the, the question is asked in a way where we're really asking, in enjoying a piece of art, should I care about what it was made for? I believe that's how the question is commonly asked. I'm not sure. I, well, maybe. I, I, just, I just think of art pieces that have many interpretations. And when they do have many interpretations, you know, I think that that's the beauty of art, is that intentionality isn't even that clear sometimes. Sometimes the artist just writes down or paints or, or makes a piece of art that feels like some some ap approximation of the truth of the universe or some feeling they're trying to convey or some approximation of something, right? So the intentionality isn't even that clear. But then they make something and hit a certain nerve that, you know, t speaks to people. So like maybe sometimes the intentionality isn't even that clear and that's fine too. Yeah, but I'm trying to isolate all these cases and say clear, unclear, said, unsaid. Should it matter to the enjoyer? And what I'm arguing for specifically is, well, yes, it should matter as much as if their friend gave the exact interpretation that the artist initially had, right? So let's say, let's say from the initial example, right? If one of the people, right, you're discussing at an art gallery with one of the people and they're saying, you know what? This looks like the thought of a child. And certainly they would use their favorite color. So it would be red, right? Well, you get that, and then you read the inscription, and it's actually that. Are you? Does that add any supplementary value to you? I mean, yes, I understand the value in discussing art, in understanding other perspectives, but is there something unique? That's the question at hand. Is there something unique about the artist's perspective? And I, I want to say no, and one of the facts that could support that is exactly what you said many may, many good movie directors stop themselves from from giving the intention of what they want to do right certain movies that end ambiguously like some would say inception which i would disagree with but just keeping the debate going and not showing the initial intention to settle the debate has some value but i think that these directors have the correct intuition that the intentionality doesn't matter, but to the people for whom it matters, wrongfully so, it, giving out the intentionality would restrict their way of seeing it, right? Imagine they draw a tornado and someone interprets it as, you know, perseverance through hard times or something, but they were, the artist was initially just angry and they, they wanted to put it into an image. Well, and let's say 
that, that it's very far from me so correct me if i'm wrong if humans do this but some people are inspired by art and they see those you know those images and can be motivated motivated by them well if you had the wrongful impression that the initial intention was important then limiting your view on what the painting can do is harmful wouldn't, wouldn't that be true and not the problem is not to the same degree as discussing it with your friend who might see something else correct yes but i don't think that's i don't know as controversial as you think it is because i think many people would agree that you know at some point it's out of the hand of the artist and a good artist just lets interpretations run wild and you know sees the value in their art being interpreted in many ways and art speaking to people in in the all the different ways it does and i think that's fine as usual man what we're trying to do here is arrive at practical conclusions right it, it seems as though you're accepting all my arguments but you're not agreeing with me on the overall practical 100 applicable conclusion that hearing about what the artist has to say about the intention of the piece is worth exactly what your friend is saying about the piece sure i just don't think it's black and white you know hearing about the intentionality like you you put it in a in a vacuum and you're like okay you hear about the intentionality in this case and then your interpretation was you know better for you and then it gets worse and it gets restricted because you hear the intentionality of the artist but at the same time there, there can be a, an an initial interpretation of the artist that enhances your view and opens up your mind to many other things and there are cases where your inter interpretation, you know, is just weaker. And and so I just feel like the artist has the most ground to to argue for their view of the piece, right? If your view of the of, of some piece of art matches, you know, in, in some aspects. You can see um the anger in this element and that element, and you can see uh their frustration through the expression on the character's face there. And you know, you're right for those elements. Maybe sometimes the artist who spent so much time on the piece and knows every little bit and put his or her intentionality in it and and you know knows it better than anyone, hopefully, has some stronger arguments for their view of the piece, you know and and maybe some views are more right than other views. And that's all I'm saying. Well, some views are more right than other views. Well, that's that's a criminal opinion in art, isn't it? There's no way you can just say that. I think you can say that. I I think that not literally all views are exactly the same. Some some interpretations of some pieces of art are straight up just wrong, aren't they? To what extent? I mean, if if they're wrong according to the initial point, right? Oh, someone represented anger, but what I see is perseverance. Well, what, what does it matter to me that they wanted to represent anger? It's wrong to, to, towards what standards? I mean, sure, if your subjective experience tells you that uh, uh, a tornado represented and people literally screaming out of agony on the piece and getting torn up in the tornado and a car gets thrown at them and you're like, oh yeah, that's uh, Sunday morning brunch and that's happiness. And you see it 100% as that. You can do that. Well, in Detroit, in Detroit. In Detroit, that's a Sunday morning. I don't know much about Detroit, you know, and that's 100% your interpretation. You're like maybe mentally ill, but if that's your interpretation, you can stick with it and it doesn't matter what the artist thinks. Sure. 
Okay, so now we've determined that there is no wrong interpretation in art. Okay, so you you don't have a problem with people seeing happiness in that? I, I don't have a, pro a problem because people differ enormously. And what you call wrong might be maybe an opinion that not many share. But that, that's that's kind of all it is, right? That that's if if by definition it's subjective, then even the quote unquote best interpretation is what we, what you call it. Let's say it's the artists doesn't doesn't give any standards about wrong or right. Wouldn't that be true? But that's the definition of subjective. I think it's subjective to some extent. The as I said, good art maybe opens itself up to many interpretations and hits some category, you know, the, the family of feelings that hover around anger and frustration and exasperation and stuff. But, you know, when you go completely opposed to that and you go to happiness, maybe the, the piece doesn't leave any room to, to interpret it as that. And we can imagine a world where someone does imagine a face in pain and people getting torn apart as happiness, but I don't think realistically that happens much. See, this is a problem with people like you, you know, you, you accept every one of my points that lead to the strong conclusion, my strong conclusion, and then you, you just say stuff like that. Look, let, let me give you the counter example to what you just said, right? Let's see art as someone who expresses their feelings, right? That's whatever they put out, the words that they put out into the world are the art. If they're all smiling and all huggy and they, they say nice things to you and they're super welcoming, right? Let's say we both go to a party and they, they do that. You and I are going to come out of that with diametrically opposed impressions. You're going to be like, oh, those are nice people. And I'm going to be like, man, those people were so annoying. They, they just, you know, licking my boots. Can they just let me live and just say hi and let me go through and to a certain extent i think the only way i can be wrong is in not being able to explain myself well enough in coming up with that intuition right and that's where that's exactly what leads back to the thing you said about the artists knowing their art piece the best well okay yes they were the one to make all the brush strokes but then there are experts who study let, let's say it, it took the artists i don't know three months to do the piece and then the experts are you just love studying experts you yeah we love, we love experts and they're just studying the piece for a long time right i think the only bad opinion is one that isn't thought out but if you ask me why why, why does that annoy you well i'm gonna say you know excessive niceness is just uh insecurity about people not liking you and you're, you're going to be like oh you have to welcome it with a more light-hearted view maybe they have just been taught that way and never thought about it you know there are arguments for every side moreover in art it's almost it goes deeper than that because intuition can be justification enough to support your view i mean look i look at this painting and it makes me feel like that it's a snap judgment well in moral judgments, which we're going to get to, actually, that's wrong, right? Oh, this is my intuition. I don't have to explain it. My intuition is like this. Well, that's intuitionism, and it's horrible, right? But in art, it's almost like, well, okay, this makes me feel happy. Someone else beside you is like, this makes me feel angry. Both are valid, 
So I, I think it's, I certainly very strongly disagree with your point that wrong interpretations can exist. It's, it's art. That's the definition of subjectivity. Maybe we don't agree on, on like the extent to which an interpretation is wrong. I, I agree with you that to the extent that if someone interprets a certain piece of art in a certain manner, the effect of the piece of art is going to be you know, viewed through that lens that they view the piece of art through. And if it, it talks to them and it, it, it transmits anger to them through the art piece, then that's what they're going to feel. And it's subjective and it, it's you know, as real of a feeling that they get from the art piece as someone who has a more popular opinion, uh, which you know I would qualify as more correct, let's say. I don't think it matters if I say correct or incorrect. It's just, you know, good art, I don't think has an infinite amount of, or, or maybe the, the interpretations aren't all as valid, you know? When, when, you listen, when we listen to an Eminem song and he talks all sorts of crazy stuff about, about killing people and, and, you know, I don't know. I, we can't swear here, so it's hard to talk about Eminem without swearing. But then some people interpret it as just complete rubbish, disrespecting everyone. Well, that's sort of the objective. But, you know, interpreted as, as having no intentionality at all and just being... They don't see the, the lyrical value of it and it just being gibberish and him doing whatever he wants as if he didn't put effort into it and didn't have an intention. We're talking about old Eminem here. But wouldn't you say that those, you know, interpretations are, are less right because they don't consider some of the parts of the art. They don't understand the, the full value of, you know, the culture behind it and of the story behind it. I, I think they seem less correct and some interpretations are more correct. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. You're on the right track. And I think that's a good example. Just to give context, don't, don't. No, no, my, be my, my conclusion teacher. is no, no. My conclusion is right. But we're just we're just walking there. But the thing is, just to explain old Eminem, it's he he said outrageous things in in a satiric, satirical way. But you know what the interesting thing is, is that part of his intentionality was the filtration system of the people who will and those who will not understand, and. The intention of his music was for some people just to get outraged and completely not understand it. And that almost fueled the quality of the music when it got to the ears of the people who did understand, wouldn't you say? But that's, I mean, that's for the specific Eminem case, but it almost had a dual intention where for all of those who are on his wavelength, they understood exactly what he meant. And the people beside them getting mad at the words they were yeah, part of the intention and enhanced his intentionality in doing that doesn't matter right right but that that wasn't the point you were trying to argue with this example you were trying to argue for good or bad intention uh, of or bad interpretations and i i would say yeah well i i can see my interpretation as superior and then again when you introduce that topic, it makes it a lot harder to argue for your point because then you have to draw lines. Like, you know, you know, we're trying to get at certain objective truths and you gave this example and you know what the funny thing is? The majority here isn't right. The majority was getting mad at Eminem. 
but those who could enjoy what he, he was doing were a minority. But you would qualify it as being the superior interpretation. because yeah, they understood more parts of, of the art he was making. And I guess in this case, it, they had a closer opinion of his music, a closer opinion of his music than other people do. They were closer to that. And in that case, you know, the the intentionality of Eminem was the correct interpretation in some sense because it gave more value to people. There, there's more value in, you know, hearing him out and then understanding the lyrics behind it and the fact that he's being provocative with a purpose and everything than just saying, like, listening to two bars and saying, oh, this is rubbish and then turning it off. Yeah, but here I would call your classification system more or less thought out. And maybe we can get to satire as an art form and say, let's say someone reads Animal Farm, their first reading is going to be, you know, without any context, their first reading is going to be, what are these animals doing? They're acting really weird. But then you give them the historical context and it becomes more interesting. Well, first of all, yes, that was the intention of the author. But if someone else had made that parallel, and let's say the author actually did write a story only about animals, but just it perfectly coincided to be historical uh, satire. Well, if someone just made the parallel, that wouldn't be worth more than the author's intention. Like, what I'm trying I, I to say is... That, I don't know if that's fair, because the intention of the author was, in fact, that, and he wouldn't have made the story without it, right? And there's no way someone would have made a random story about pigs with the exact roles that historical figures played without the actual historical facts happening. Yeah, but let's say you isolate, you you forbid authors from giving out their intentionality, right? For a year, let's say. Every art piece that goes out will have certain like value sets of interpretations, right? Okay, 40% of people are going to interpret it A. 30% of people will be 10, like 5% C, et cetera, et cetera. So those are all things that will happen, right? And sometimes the majority will coincide with the author's intention. Sometimes, let's say a psychopath draws him uh, stabbing people in, in secret chambers, and his intention was to draw heaven. But there's not one interpretation that will be, well, actually, other psychopaths. So there's going to be the 0.001% the of the world that will have that interpretation. Well, what I'm saying is the art piece will go out. Okay, the intention, the intentionality behind the art shaped the percentage of people who interpret the art in the same way as the artist, according to multiple factors. Their sanity, as we've just determined, their skill at conveying, right? The abstraction. So these are all things that will kind of affect anyway. What, what I'm saying is there's no... There's no correlation with the artist's intention that can make me say that it, quote-unquote, matters to the interpreter. Do you understand? Because the in, values in your, that are there are going to be the values, right? You get it? In, in your case where a murderer or a psychopath draws him killing people as murder, in that case, there's no correlation between intentionality and the people's interpretation. But in real art pieces most of the time the artist's intention does 
go through to the people and, and actually reach it. Well, I guess and sometimes we don't know because the intention wasn't put out. But let's go back to Animal Farm, you know? M my point, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that the interpretation of it being a satire of Russian politics in the 19-whatevers is more correct and more, you know, valuable, whatever you want to call it. There, there's different levels of interpretations, and the interpretation of it as just a random story about animals, if it's subjective, then it has as much value as the real interpretations, right? But I don't think that's the case. I do think it's the case. What if, what if someone read the, uh, read Animal Farm with, let's say, fam family hierarchies and you know, it really resembled cases in his families where the pigs were kind of, you know, certain members of the families and every action correlated to that. And it provided a lot of value to them in this portrayal because ultimately it was about. Right. Okay, but what if they did? Action. What if they read it as a random story of animals doing random stuff? Again, it's maybe a less thought out one in not understanding the exact parallel, but I, I wouldn't say it's worse, like bad or good. I would say it's, you know, not bad, but much less good than the real interpretation because the real, the real interpretation is a warning about human behavior and an exposition of what happened in, in, in that dictatorship. And, you know, it, it has a message, it carries emotions for some people, uh, it, it speaks of the censorship that they had to go through, that a book like that had to be written as punches like it packs a um, packs more of a punch okay but then again here i'm getting off track because here the example doesn't really even counter argue about against what i'm trying to say yeah we can argue about maybe in an episode on art we can argue about good or bad but yeah i understand that it's a richer understanding and maybe it provides more to the person who actually has the actual context but what i'm saying is it's about what the author's intentions were if let's say if 8 billion people read that book and all understood it as some animals just having fun at a farm or some of them not having fun and then the author comes in and he's like hey guys it was about this okay yes that's additional value but if 7 billion 900 99 million, 999,999 people read it and they're like, animals, cool. And then this one guy, who's not the author, comes in and says, hey guys, this is about the Russians. I, I don't think that the author kind of barging in there and being like, hey guys, it was about the Russians. Okay, the, the, someone discovered the intention of the uh, original intention of the artist and then him saying it again doesn't add any value, sure. Yeah, but the cool thing with that is that it just puts importance on how well the artist portrayed what they wanted to portray. And that kind of puts it in their hands because, you know, you see these ridiculous paintings of a dot in the middle of a white board, right? And and you're, you're telling Flag yourself... Flag of Japan. Right. You're telling yourself, wow, well, no effort was put into this. This doesn't represent anything. And then... So, uh, you know, the artist, come, the annoying artist comes through and he's like, well, this is actually about individuality and it's about, you know, stuff like that. And you're like, yeah, well, I don't care about what it intended to do because guess what? You sucked at it by simply drawing a dot and wanting it 
wanting to sell it for twenty thousand dollars. That is just it puts more pressure on the artist to masterfully convey what they wanted to do. And then if they want to voice what they wanted to convey, well, guess what? The art piece sucked at conveying exactly that. And that's what I'm saying. Let's say you remove George Orwell's explanation of Animal Farm. Does it lose any value? I don't think so because it did, does did so... Did explain it? I, I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. That's what I'm trying to say. Because it did so, so masterfully that historians would have made the parallel and, you know, informed other people like, hey guys, this is about this. These are the parallels. And that's where it comes through. Because if, if it didn't do so masterfully and it just resembled any other animal story and, you know, people didn't find it weird that the pigs are, you know, taking over and blah, 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 then I'm sorry, Georgie, but you didn't do your job is what I'm trying to say is it's almost like they're trying to correct the sucking of the art through giving the intentions. Sure. And, you know, I, I can imagine I'm not very much into art and especially not, you know, abstract art that, as you said, you know, a, a, a black line on a yellow canvas represents something to the artist, but I don't know what it, do, what it represents. And me looking at it doesn't give me any value. I can easily see a world where, you know, I, I wasn't told about the context of Animal Farm, even though, you know, we go through it in school and obviously they tell you. But if I just picked up the book and, you know, oh, it's popular. I don't know anything more about it. I don't read the introduction or whatever. I read the book. I don't know the history. I get no value from it. I didn't. I, I don't take the time for these art abstract art pieces that don't seem like much to me to look into the artist's background and look into what they could have meant and to look at what culture they grew up in and what they lived through and whatever, whatever, which could give me insight as the history of um, the Soviet Union does for Animal Farm, give value to their piece of art, which is a yellow canvas with a black line through it. I don't know. I, I, I Exaggerating that much, I'm not even convinced by my argument, but you know, something more developed that still doesn't seem like much to me could provide a lot of value to people who know the background and who know what the artist meant. But I agree with you that hearing the artist's opinion uh, behind their intentionality sort of takes away from, from the piece of art in the sense that if it's a good piece of art, you know, people at least minimally informed on it or like in informed about the background should recognize it. And it depends on the artist's target audience too. Maybe we're not meant to understand the piece of art that that artist put out. Yeah, what I'm trying to say, I think, is intentionality doesn't matter in art interpretation, but it matters in art production. But that's not what matters in usually is used for, right? Like, yes, the artist had an intention to do a certain art piece, and that shaped the way they did the art piece. And when you say about a historical context, that's cool to a certain extent, but it can be a little bit disconnected from the artist. Correct? Because that can be studied alone without the artist. Let's say George Orwell wrote that book, didn't give any explanation, quit the world, right? The people would have found, considering the, the historical context and his history, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe not even his history is what I'm trying to argue for. So let me put it like this, okay? And I know you won't like it. This is why I'm giving the example. So someone invents, someone is uh, struggling in bed with a cast and 
it's scratching like crazy. They've had it for a week, right? And they invent the undercast scratcher. And, you know, it's a little handle that goes under the cast and can scratch you anywhere. But then the product is co commercialized without asking the intention of the, the initial, let's call them, artist. And then people use it for back scratching because more people have a use for it to back scratch, right? And people scratching their backs, scratching their backs. And then he comes through and he's like, hey guys, it was all about undercast. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is, how can you not agree with the initial conclusion that, that the intention in the art doesn't matter, at the very least in the interpretation? Yeah, so, so what, what I'm trying to say is, you can see that a little bit if, if you'll give me the parallel, right? I know it's more sub, uh, objective. But you can see that a little bit, like a realistic interpretation of something like a drawing of a storm. Let's say some people see it as a horrible catastrophe, a memory of a horrible catastrophe, but some others, you know, notice that one person who is standing there strong on the side and is, you know, is willing to go down with their home and not, you know, give it up despite these catastrophes, whatever, right? It just gives them a certain other value. So let's say the initial the initial intention was a horrible memory of a storm, like it was to scratch under the cast. But the world is going through a lot of difficult stuff, and more people interpret it as the person persevering through the storm thing, or more people wanted to use it for back scratching. Well, as much as if another person suddenly discovers the undercast scratcher and uses it for undercast scratching it kind of provides the same value so it doesn't matter what the product was initially made for as long as the two are possible of course with the the dot you know the dot in the middle of a blank canvas if not a single person if it was a representation of despair in childhood and it didn't achieve in evoking that emotion for a single person what I'm saying is the artist coming through and being like, hey guys, it was about this. Well, I guess it kind of adds one interpretation, maybe, to the value set, but it doesn't do much more than that. It, let's say we're going with votes, right? One person, one person's opinion or interpretation is worth one vote. Do you think the initial intention behind the art could be argued that it would, it would be more worth more than one vote? Is all I'm trying to determine here. This is what the question does intention matter in the interpretation of art pieces? This is what the, a common question, and this is what I'm trying to ter determine. I think somewhere on some level we agree, but I just don't like your example, so I'm going to go through what I think about what you just said. All I'm saying is that, you know, in a storm and in a catastrophe, which is a common element of life and which that piece of art captures, what, what the themes that hover around the tragedy, you know, is pain and suffering, but also resilience and toughing, perseverance and toughing through the pain and, and getting through to the other side of it. And I think that all hovers around the intention of the artist, because clearly the artists survive their tragedy that they're trying to represent, and they're still, you know, making art and living their life fully. So it's, it's somewhat connected. But if someone goes off and interprets the piece of art as a state of zen peace and uh, as heaven 
it seems like a less valid interpretation because the elements just don't align. And if, you know, the back, uh, the cast scratcher was invented to scratch casts and then it's used as a back scratcher, maybe that's a good piece of art because it hovers around the same theme but has many interpretations. But then when someone goes and uses it as a fork, you know, to eat some food, maybe it's like 30 centimeters in length and it's just not practical to use as a fork and it's, you know, a less valid interpretation. It's sure, if you want to use it as a fork, you can, but why would you? And I can see, I think what you're saying by the intention doesn't matter because if another interpretation that's valid comes up, that could be more valuable and more true than the initial interpretation. And I agree with that. But I think that generally that's not the case. I think that generally the case is that the initial intention, especially if the art, you know, is successful and, and is recognized as a good art by people, it's because the artist succeeded in, in doing what they wanted to do. Yeah, but do you not see how my example kind of counter argues that because the it accomplishes very well the undercast scratching, but it also accomplishes even better, well, or at the very least at the same level, but for more people, the back scratching. But what, what I'm saying is that it's still scratching and, you know, it's around the same theme and, and that's fine. Just art, you know, hits some general point, not, not specifically, you know, the pain of a tragedy, but also perseverance. You know, it, it bleeds into other themes around it and that's what makes good art. And that's what makes a good scratcher. Yeah, but I could just dig for another example that isn't about scratching or the example that I gave earlier about us coming out of the, the same interaction with the same people with completely opposite impressions of them. Me saying they're annoying and you saying they're super nice. So what I'm trying to say is it, it's not even a reflection of the quality of the art piece, how much it's authentic to the, the intention, because if it's very well scratches under the cast and very well scratches under the back but 70 percent of people are going to use it for the back the artist didn't fail and also giving the additional opinion that it was initially for casts doesn't give you anything more and what i'm saying is if a psychopath perfectly illustrates a certain emotion that he has but then three other people relate with him in the world but 98 percent of of others think it's a masterful art piece, but for the complete opposite objective. I mean, what does the fact that the initial intention was to represent peace have to do with the fact that 98% of people interpreted it as a horrific act? And again, I think the debate about the value of someone's interpretation, it doesn't have place here because it's not about the intention. Yes, there are richer interpretations. Yes, there are poorer interpretations. And we've argued about George Orwell's book where if he didn't give the intention of the book and some people just looked into it, yes, I mean, yeah, it's a richer interpretation to understand that it's a, a satire of uh, the Russian regime but th than it is of the animal story. But, I mean, you could go into, you know, you could go and try to do the opposite and interpret a kid's story as something much larger. And the person just accidentally hitting, checking off all the good boxes. I'm sure one can find that. Does that suddenly make it a masterful art piece? If the initial intention was just to write some story for kids? The answer is yes, for the person who is interpreting it. Because if it can be interpreted in the rich, in the realm of rich interpretations, 
if if it can be interpreted as something you see a children's book perfectly be, being a perfect satire of fidel castro's ruling and what i'm saying is if that upon richly interpreting it maybe richer than it allows for even that's your interpretation i i don't think that you know robert downs saying you yeah, know it's it was just a story about tigers and pigs saying that to you means it should mean anything and you know i'm sure you'll agree with me on this at the very least it doesn't matter what you're exposed to we've talked about this in the episode on critics you watch a movie it does a certain thing for you the critics interpretation won't do anything for you does the director's interpretation do anything for you if if upon going to a museum you you see something in a painting and it does something for you and then you read the inscription should that, that do anything additional except of course give another interpretation of the art and I'm, I'm just saying you agree with everything i'm using to argue for my point and then your final conclusion is like well sometimes yes sometimes maybe no right it's it's unfair i don't know how unfair it is i'm agreeing with you on what i agree with and then if you reach a certain conclusion off those points and i don't then you know, maybe I'm agreeing that in general what you're saying is right, but then there are some exceptions and you don't agree that there are some exceptions. Maybe that's what's happening, but... Fine, then I've given you like 80 examples, maybe four, but... And I've responded to all of those examples. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's fine. And you've agreed with my points on them. I, I responded to those examples. What do you mean I agreed with, with you on, on the examples? My conclusions on the examples. At the very like least, what? in the isolated examples. Like what? George Orwell, the initial... Okay, the first well, what example did I agree with on that? I forget. We can rewind it. But what I'm saying is, give me one example. No, but tell me how I agree with you and then how we don't reach the same point. I think we've argued on every single example you've given me. Not really. We've argued about, okay, we agree on, on what it means, but then you reiterate the exact same conclusion that you had initially. What I'm saying is, please give me an example where you have a certain interpretation of art. The artist comes through and tells you the initial intention behind it. And then that kind of changes you in a way that your friend saying the exact same words wouldn't change you that's what i want that's exactly what i want no my point is your your friend who knows the exact same things as the artist does can give you as much value as the artist does but the artist knows it best and the value you get from art and you know the emotions it makes you feel because you know the backstory behind it or because you know the inspiration behind it the feelings or the interpretations you get from knowing the backstory behind it or what the details mean or knowing those intimate details are best known by the artist and that's a, a value that the artist can bring you and you know i'm i'm pretty convinced that in most cases there's some elements of of some art that really few people understand but the artist does if you want an, an example you, you keep like going off into imaginary world where this happens or this happens. Well, as I said earlier, imagine a world where no one thinks of George Orwell's book as a book about the Russian dictatorship. And then he comes in and he knows why, why he wrote the book he wrote. And he wrote it because of that. And he explains it to you. That adds value to your thing. He knows his art piece best. Well, it's hard to imagine that world because it does... it. it accomplishes his goal so masterfully and that's what i'm saying and it, yes i understand how intentionality affects the making of the product 
And if it did so in a good way, it shouldn't in your interpretation. You see, you see how if, if art is to transmit a certain message, and that message is, by definition, let, let's give, temporarily give to quality of art, how well it embodies its interpretation. What I'm saying is, if it's a good art piece, right, of quality, you, the intention, just wording the intention, cannot give you any additional value because the art piece contains it already. And here's a, you know, my, my leg scratcher counter example is, is, is a pretty good one for your, the artist knowing uh, their art piece the best proposition because in that case, they didn't know the extent. Like, yes, they thought out in the parameters of what they wanted to accomplish. They thought out every element. But what if that every element accidentally accomplishes something very different and they were limited by their perspective in seeing that because they didn't have back-scratching problems? What, what I'm saying is, yes, okay, if you, if you want to create labels such as good or bad interpretation, rich or poor interpretations, yes, a richer interpretation is better. I guess, because it, pro it will provide ultimately more value, right? Like just seeing some pigs and horses running around is a little bit of a lower value than reading a satire of the Russian Empire. But the artist doesn't necessarily know their art piece the best. That's, that's not a necessary component of it. Yes, they spent the time. Okay, that's all I'm trying to say. So do, do you not agree that a masterfully expressed art piece should never need written intentionality to accomplish what it has to accomplish. My problem with what you were saying earlier is that you were speaking in absolutes and saying that intentionality never matters, blah, blah, blah. But I, we can come up with examples like the undercast scratcher where the people come up with a better interpretation, arguably, because they can scratch their back with it too. And they're, they're undercast. But then the example, that, the imaginary example we gave of George Orwell, you know, no one figuring out what he meant and then him coming in and, and having extra elements that people don't know. And I'm sure, you know, I guess George Orwell's Animal Farm is not a good example because what the book is based on is historical facts available to everyone. But another piece of art, which is based on the artist's lived experiences and opinions and worldview and culture they grew up in, we can surely come up with examples where the opinion of the artist and the intentionality behind it, behind it surely adds to a richer interpretation. So sometimes the interpretation of the artist can bring something because there are elements that people don't know and that the artist knew when they were going into the piece. And sometimes the artist's intentions are restricted and they make a good piece of art and then it's expanded upon by the people. I understand what you're saying, but my problem with that is simply that the artist's interpretation is simply a rich interpretation. What I'm trying to argue for is simply the fact that your friend saying the exact words as the artist would have the exact same value as the artist. And, and I agreed with that. And what I said is, I can imagine a world where your friend does tell you that because they have some knowledge, some expert insight onto what the artist meant or, or you know, they, they match up exactly with, with, with what the artist meant. 
But I think in most cases, the person that knows the art best is the artist and their intention that goes into it is known best by the artist. And no, okay, there's no special status if your friend has the exact same knowledge as the artist. But in fact, most of the time, the artist has, knows the most about it, their art piece. I feel like art deserves an episode on its own because I deeply disagree that in most cases, the artist knows their thing best. I think they just have one intention. They try to convey it as best as they can in, an, in a creative way, and then they kind of put it out there. And they have a very deep knowledge of their exact intention and how they're expressing it through the art piece. But I don't think that you can say that they know the art piece. Like, I understand every, every brush stroke was theirs, but a per, you know those art experts who look into it, look in the quality, look in, could possibly reach a, a higher interpretation. And yes, to the extent that we're just some people that go to the museums, get flash impressions, think about it for three seconds, and then kind of read the inscription. Yeah, that provides a richer value than what we have, certainly, but accidentally so, not, not in a necessary, it's not a necessary condition. Okay, so that, that we seem to agree on. And I also think that, you know, hu human experience is rich, but a lot of people also share experiences. And so a lot of people also share experiences. And let's say it's just me drawing some. You know, me we're, we're not artists, by the way, so maybe it's hard to come up with examples of us. Well, no, we're, I mean, we're putting out this podcast, so we are artists. Artists of the philosoph philosophical Nature. discourse. So let's say I, I'm just, you know, I'm tired of being fat and I kind of draw myself walking away from Subway cookies. And then a lot of people interpret that as, you know, overcoming addiction or something. Well, again... We can speak about richer and poorer interpretations. In fact, here, my interpretation seems poorer. And then we can talk about me knowing the art piece better than them. But then it seems as though it does more for the world if that's about overcoming addiction and not just me tired of not seeing my feet, right? So I I'm just, if we were to establish strict guidelines no it, it does come back to exactly what i'm arguing for because i don't disagree that in some cases what you're saying might be true you're saying in most and, it doesn't really and matter. i don't disagree that in some cases what you're saying is true if i mean we, we already agreed to this but the artist's interpretation doesn't give any well intention doesn't give anything additional that a rich interpretation couldn't give of a random person sure such as okay sure yeah let's go with that okay but i hope you're not doing the thing where you just want to give me this point because i i hope to have expressed it in a way where you agree yeah, with yeah it but 100%. every time you say that i just say I, I was about to say such as the artist's interpretation which is rich because they put a lot of thought into the art piece yeah but i just gave the subway example where it's kind of like ah i'm tired of being fat like is that a rich interpretation i just drew some subway cookies that's not a successful art piece that you know speaks to, to, to a lot of people because it's not real i don't know in the real world i can make it real i i can just go on an ai thing and draw it but like let's just dig up some pic old pictures of you and we'll Photoshop it. What I'm saying is, it is not, again, maybe an episode on art, but what I'm saying is, it is not necessary that the artist has the richest interpretation possible of their art. It's not necessary. Sure. Okay, whatever. Then we can talk, of course, in our episode on art about 
Is it the case in most cases? Is it not? It doesn't matter. So here we have a bunch of points that we're definitely not going to do. Maybe let's get to a brief discussion about intentionality and philosophy, actually, because it's a philosophical concept that can be applied to art, but in general. And I truly think we're part of, you know, the practical philosophy movement. You could say that, right? Sure, we're, we're dabbling in it. No, we're, we're the leading minds of it, but the, the thing about this is, call it practical philosophy or call it any, any philosophy, if intention isn't the leading determinator of morality, I would say it's a very, very flawed system. Because what is a person but, a, but one who tries to do the most good? And, you know, I had this example a couple, of, a couple of episodes ago about you wanting to drive everyone's, in the, everyone in the neighborhood's kids to school and getting in a car crash. And of course, the human instinct would be to blame you. Of course, that car crash could not even have been caused by you, but they will have been in your car. But I, I certainly believe that there is no situation in which you have the best intentions. Again, of course, it has to be within reason. But according to all the information available to you, aka, you know, you've, let's say you've driven for 10 years and you haven't ever had an accident. So you, you're, you know, you're considered a driver that wouldn't put those kids in, in danger, right? That's your information. So with working upon that information, you want to save everyone's time in the neighborhood. Of course, the human reflex will be to blame you when the bad thing happens, but I think you're still a very virtuous person and... It's hard to say, but if you are the cause, quote, quote unquote, cause of those deaths, you, you still absolutely cannot be blamed for it and it shouldn't be taken into any account of morality. Yeah, and, but I think, you know, if the accident is not caused by you, I don't think the blame would go on you necessarily. Maybe there's a gut feeling of, of uh, a little bit of hatred or, or, you know, how could have things gone otherwise? but if you if people rationally think about it they're they'll realize that you're not to blame and you know in the episode earlier we talked about how consequentialism sort of gets seems to get get this wrong because they in consequentialism if you do decide to drive your neighbor's kids to school and then you get into an accident i think all consequentialism says and the way consequentialism has been brought back to more realistic moral theory is that the action you did was wrong but there's a separate concept of from moral wrongness that's blameworthiness and you're not blameworthy for having done the wrong action that you did and you know that's moral ethics and i don't think we have to get into that but yeah the the intention definitely seems to have to matter more than the actual outcome because the world is so unpredictable and there's so many free variables that you can't control all you can do is base yourself off of your experience off the fact that you've driven for 10 years and never gotten into an accident and off that experience there's no reason to to think that it's a risk to drive your the the neighbor's kids to school and so you do it and you have a good intention because you save them time and that's a good action until someone decides to crash into you but that action is still not wrong your intention was good and interestingly enough i think it comes back to our very first discussion in our first episode you're navigating the world with limited information 
some consequentialist would have to have you believe that it's almost you know you have to do 10 pages of research about percentage of outcome and everything before making a moral decision to to know the exact probable implications of your your actions and even then if you get it wrong and it's kind of falls into that 10% and you lose the lottery you're an immoral person although you tried with a 90% certitude to be to be good so i think it's an unreasonable demand and i i think it's ridiculous to even think about implementing it of course what is the point of philosophy if we're not trying to give people recommendations to be their most virtuous self starting right now so of course in practicality and arguably in any philosophical discussion intentionality is it's it's paramount so it's it's funny how i'm not an appreciator of art and i'm i don't think you are either that much you know, whatever you're gonna say yeah but i do respect people who are but the funny thing is we have a 55 minute discussion about art and intentionality and then ethics is like ah you know maybe it's exactly because we don't know that much about art and so we can talk about it at length because we're discovering something of it but we're right about morality so it's easy to talk about it yeah and i would like to kind of strengthen the 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 claim because even if you had if it's a percentage thing and in 51 percent of cases it would be a net positive and 49 it would be a net negative well 49 of the people who are going to do the same action out of the 100 are going to be bad people and 51 people are going to be good people it just oh and if if it's a 99% chance of doing something bad but then you do it and the good outcome comes out and it's it makes them everyone extremely happy you're a good person suddenly so that's horrible it's, it's just it's just a bad system yeah I, I sort of started getting what you were saying at, at the end of your example i'm i'm happy for i'm happy for the people that got the intentionality be behind chris's speech and and can revel truly in in the knowledge that he imparted upon us but i don't think that's me whatever i i think if we were to draw a venn diagram we have more overlap than non-overlap in our discussion in the whole discussion yeah 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 sure and i'm gonna honestly i'm gonna go to a nine because i <laughs> i think everything that has had to be settled about intentionality has been I, I wouldn't want to untangle the web of whatever we said, so that's why I'm not going to go out of a 10 out of 10, right? There's a one a minus one hiding somewhere in there, but about, you know, a good subjective evaluation of an art piece versus a bad subjective evaluation of an art piece, richness, poorness, that's, that's an arts discussion, right? It, it doesn't really have a place in intentionality. So, a nine. I have the unfair advantage of, of going second. And so I'm going to say seven, but only because I want it to be eight. And so we're going to average out at eight. Um, because I, I still don't think we know that much about art. And, you know, I, I feel like we talked a lot about art, but our, our discussion sort of tiptoed about uh, around like talking about abstract art pieces that are not so clear cut as animal farm because i still I still feel like some of the art we look at and are like what is going on there that's ridiculous how can people consider that art still has something behind it but i just don't understand it so okay you know what i'm gonna go eight 
and we average to an 8.5. Yeah, of course, I'm going to do that. Yeah, of course. So I, I think it's so narrow minded to say we don't know much about art because art is just what a subjective thing does to you, right? That's, that's all it is. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm defining it right now. That's what a subjective thing does to a person. Yeah, I don't know painting styles. Yeah, I'm not going to spend time on a painting, like thinking about a painting. So I'm not an expert on a specific art piece, but it's not much more than what I said. And, and I think that's narrow minded. And so let's go with a uh, 8.5 so round as to we, nine. We've opened, we, we've opened dialogue points for a discussion of art, but yeah, at the very least we've done that. So 8.5, round it up to nine. Thank you for listening. It's been the Thinking Bros. Go to thinkingbros.com for more information or contact us at thinkingbros at gmail.com and we'll see you next week. See ya.